Hello, and welcome to the Digital Workspace Works podcast. I'm Ryan Purvis, your host, supported by our producer, Heather Bicknell. In this series, you'll hear stories and opinions from experts in the field, stories from the front lines, the problems they face and how they solve them, the areas they're focused on from technology, people and processes, to the approaches they took that will help you to get to the scripts for the Digital Workspace inner workings. should be better it likes to grab the yeti as my speaker and not my microphone which oh okay <laughs> i would like it to grab the microphone as the microphone but you know i could fix that yeah i think there's there's almost a um a microsoft plan here to keep you busy by making you reset up all the things that you um set up once you have to do it again and then again and then one more time again. <laughs> yeah, well, then all the other platforms, nothing's fr- nothing is consistent. So if I go on Zoom, my settings are different than WebEx. Mm. And I don't uh, I wonder why it, that is. But um, just one of the joys of our modern age. Exactly. Exactly. We've we've modernized to go backwards. Mm. <laughs> it's supposed to be less less manual work and we got more manual work. So how's your week been? Uh just, you know, uh wildly busy. <laughs> but um all good stuff happening. What about you? Yeah, it's been a busy week. We um we released our new user interface last week, Friday. Um, so this week has been everything about jumping on any bit of stability or performance that we need to fix. Um, so in that sense, it's been quite a good week, um, because we found some, some things and, you know, when you do a UX revamp, um, and I think I've told you the story, we, you know, we, we've come from a very, um, archaic, .NET 2 template to a more modernized end user experience focused uh, design. So, so quite, uh, you know, having widgets that are contextual with information in them. So, so, and you've really got to think like, how does your customer, you know, when they come in, who's, you know, use some of the jargon, but, but a persona, who's that person that's going to be using it? What are they, what's the questions they need to answer? So what do they need to know when they, when they hit that first screen? Um, and we went through quite a nice exercise. We actually used a tool called Whimsical. Um, I just, it was just a tool we picked. There was nothing special about the tool per se. But we took the business through a workshop over a week where um, we asked them like to explain who their personas were. So we, we kind of worked it out that there's three. We then tried to understand each of those three, what they would be looking for. And then we basically came up with a, a landing page um, that's the center of everything. And when I say the center of everything, we took all our components and we basically just wrote them all down on the system. And then we, we joined, as we, as we sort of talked about what the center is, we started connecting all the things together. So now we have an interconnected system, whereas before what we had was very much a, uh, a very bland landing page that you just had to navigate around to get to the information. So it's been quite a good journey. Um, you know, like any of these things, it's it's uh, it's high pressure and and uh, I don't want to say frustrating, but but you know everyone does does get uppity when 
you know, things aren't going quickly or, or, you know, there's another problem we found, all that kind of stuff. But I think we've we've got over the major hurdles. Um, at the same time, we, we, we have a quarterly report that has to go out. Uh, and that's also been released this week, and that always takes longer than it should. Um, so we've got some meetings next week to post-mortem them. Um, but also next week I turn 40. So, oh, wow. so my, my mind is on that. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so Are you going to do anything fun? I'm doing lots of things. Um, so when I turned 30, I had a week of things, uh, and it's kind of the same thing. Um, so I'm seeing, I've got some friends coming over for a braai on Sunday. Um, then I'm playing golf on Wednesday, which is not my actual birthday, but my actual birthday is a Tuesday. Um, but golf is typically a Wednesday or a Saturday here. So we're playing on the Wednesday. And then for the long weekend, which is a UK long weekend, we're going to go up to the bush uh, to a place called uh, Mabula. Um, which is quite a well-known ro- lodge out this side of the world. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, I'm looking forward to it. Sounds nice. I love that doing a week, a week of things, um, makes it memorable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's one of my, I suppose it's a personality trait. Um, you know, when I was, uh, I've always, I've always organized things. So my 30th was just one of those where I just organized a whole bunch of stuff. Um, so yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to, to be doing it. Do you feel so much wiser now? It's, it's funny cause you know, the guys that are older than me have all asked that kind of question. So, so have you noticed any changes in your body in there? They were like, yeah, I've, I've noticed when I get out of bed in the morning, um, it's a bit slower than normal. Um, or a bit slower than I'd like it to be. Um, but in the same token, I haven't noticed that much. Um, I, I guess I'm yearning for things that I've done before. That's the one thing that I'm, uh, you know, like I, I wanted, I've been dying to get back into to hockey and baseball again, um, which is kind of weird because, um, you know, I haven't got the time even to consider those sports. <laughs> you got to be fit and all that kind of stuff. But, but yeah, there's a little bit of, I guess, in some sense, I'm a bit calmer. And maybe that's the kids. Maybe the kids take it all out of you, so you haven't got the energy to get to get angry at other stuff. But, um, or you learn patience through, through your kids, so you put more patience with your your team and your and your coworkers. You also, I think, uh, as you age, you know, you get that perspective into things to realize what is a big deal and what isn't and things that would, you know, fire you up at 18 just don't matter anymore. <laughs> yeah. What's that? Um, uh, this, this, the, um, I think it's, it's the 10 step program. What do you call it? The, the creed, God, give me the power to, to worry about the things I can't control mm-hmm. and the, uh, whatever it is to do, not worry about the things I can't control. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's exactly that. I think you just got to get to a point that, um, you worry about the stuff that you should worry about, you know, your health, you know, your, your family and uh, everything else will just take care of itself. What it should. Well, congrats on the UI launch and happy early birthday. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so where do you want to carry, carry on today? Do you want to carry on with uh, what you were discussing around the, the digital nomad or do you want it to do one of the links or something? Um, 
which link? I haven't gone through them all, so maybe maybe it would just be safer to stick with Digital Nomad. Fine, no problem. So, so what I was thinking about that, what we didn't discuss, um, was some of the medical considerations you got to have when you do these traveling these travels. Um, so, you know, obviously, I'm in Africa at the moment, um, and it's funny. It's one of the things I think that's that's actually helped uh, South Africa cope with um, uh, this pandemic is that we've had so many diseases here that you have to worry about. Um, yellow fever, uh, TB, Ebola, et cetera, et cetera, that, that there's almost a natural gearing up um, for handling these diseases, the temperature checks and, and that sort of stuff. Okay, we, we, you know, not wearing masks and, and not sanitizing at the airports, that's obviously a new thing. Um, but when we've, when we've traveled, we've been fairly fortunate that it's, they were kind of used to, oh, well, I need to have this vaccination. I need a, uh, a tetanus. I need a, a hepatitis um, a and C, or B, I can't remember what they are, B, B and D, I don't know. You know, I've got a yellow card. In fact, I had it over my desk and I've put it away with all the things that I've had of, over my life. Um, and that's something to, to bear in mind when you go to some countries, you know, specifically, you know, in your South Americas and, uh, and even parts of Asia, um, where you need to be aware of that as well. Um, because you don't necessarily want to get sick in a place where no one speaks the same language as you. Um, and that leads me into, you know, the other thought, which is around insurance, uh, having some level of, of travel insurance that covers you for where you're going. Definitely. By the way, you're frozen for me, Ryan. You've been frozen for a little bit, but I can still hear you. Yeah, that's that I'm going to say, unfortunately, is the Mac and Teams. Mm. Um, just going to refresh the camera every okay. so often. Okay. Um, it doesn't happen with Zoom. Um, <laughs> so it's definitely a Microsoft problem. Uh, so I'm not sure what the problem is, but uh, but I've noticed it with the teams. So I think you're, you know, you bring up some really important considerations. Um, of course, I think, you know, whenever you're traveling, doing the homework, seeing what is recommended, what um conditions are most common, you know, probably if there's an outbreak somewhere, your government will tell you before you attempt to travel to that place. Um, mm. But always good to make sure you're up on everything, even the things, you know, that they might not point out, you know, get your tetanus shot and whatnot if you're overdue because you don't want to you know, step on a rusty nail in Croatia and then have to wonder, uh oh, what do I what do I do now? Can I go to where what kind of hospital can I go to? How can I get this taken care of? And then what's it gonna cost me? So definitely good to be, you know, overly prepared. Yeah, and we've had those situations. I mean, I remember being in Hong Kong with my brother and we were on um one of the islands and um I can't remember what we were doing exactly, but he fell and he broke his arm. And uh, we had to get him um, airlifted. Well, I say airlifted. So they had this um, this ambulance that was probably about a meter wide, maybe a meter and a half wide, to take him up and down the mountain because the mountain is so, so you know so narrow and stuff. And um, when we you know we had to take to the hospital, we didn't speak in English, and they just said, you know, we finally figured out that his arm was broken. And they put it in a cast. I mean, it wasn't obviously anything too serious, because um, you know we were able to 
to have him treated. Um, but, you know, it, it was fortunate that, that, you know, he was like, wasn't on his own. Um, and, and we had the, obviously the cover and that to, to sort him out. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's important. Yeah. And you're right. When you're, <laughs> when you're with people and they know how to, you know, get you help and whatnot, um, things, you know, it's easier to manage, but if you're a digital nomad working and traveling by yourself, you have to be extra cautious. I know they actually make like, you can get devices, you know, depending on how remote of a place you're going, you can get some sort of emergency device where if you hit the button, you know, it'll ping someone to come rescue you. Um, I've done a lot of, uh, hiking and sort of more, um, areas that are a little bit farther away from civilization where you might not have cell signal. And one of that's one of the things that they recommend is to get one of those like beacon devices so that if you're in a really tough spot, you can get rescued. Yeah. So I've actually been playing with a, an app called three words. Have you played with three words? Mm-mm. So some very clever people came up with this concept that, um, you could find anybody, well, in order to, the biggest problem that that you have in the world is not everyone has an address. And, 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 you know, if you go to places like Costa Rica, I think it's one of the examples of Cuba. Um, If you want something delivered, it's not a case of take it to uh, number 23 St. David Road in uh, Johannesburg. It's um, take it down the road, past the yellow stump, turn left at the the giant oak, and it's the fifteenth house on your right. So obviously a very complicated um, scenario. So what they came up with is they divided the entire planet into uh, little little um, squares. I think it's a meter by a meter, uh, or something to that effect, and your three words are reference points to that square. So if I tell you now, um, and they use nouns, uh, so let me, uh, maybe I deleted the app, that's possible. So what three words? So yeah, it's, it's, it's a, a, three, a square meter, and um, I think I might have taken the app off. Um, but like my my one right now is bunch forks raft. Those three words to, is a square that I'm standing in right now. So if you wanted to ever be found, if you're lost, you could in theory send someone your three words, and they can go and use the app and find your three words, and then find you. Oh, that's pretty cool. So, so they just automatically, randomly generate had these nouns generated just across. <laughs> Across yeah. the globe. So where we yeah. are. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, if you have uh, enough signal, that could be a cool tool. Well, a useful <laughs> yeah, I one. Is, I think that is the key. If you've got enough signal. It was interesting to know that um, wherever you're standing, there's a uh, three word term for that exact spot. That's kinda yeah, cool. it's it's um, it's quite brilliant, actually. Um, Someone, for someone to come up with that, I think that's very smart. Uh, and you mentioned kind of the insurance side as well. That's one of the parts I think that keeps cautious people like me from like 
really diving into something like a digital nomad lifestyle because especially, you know, I turned 30 this year. Um, you know, all, all the things start just breaking down right after your 20s or so the people <laughs> say. So, um, I think it does come down to how long you're in town for. So, for example, um, like with, with my UK stuff, we, we are basically covered um, for the first 90 days, I think it is, by default in a, in a country. And then we have to return to the UK. Um, obviously, with COVID, things have been slightly different um, because obviously there's, there's uh, you know, we're, we're, we're stuck here at the moment. So, you know, where do we go? Um, so they've given us uh, an, ex- an extended cover, um, but we've also taken out local cover um, just in case, uh, specifically with, with the vaccinations coming in and that sort of stuff. But, um, you know, you, you, you got to have, I always believe you have to have something because you never know. And, we, and we've been stuck. Uh, we did a trip to Bangkok and um, we were down in the islands um, in Koh Samui. And we had a great, great holiday. It was all fine and whatever. And we were heading back to the airport and we saw this big sort of cloud of smoke. And when we got there and they, basically there were fires in Malaysia that had had created this big smoke cloud and planes weren't able to take off. Um, so we were going to be stuck there for another another two days. Uh, and so, But we, we actually managed to get on an aircraft to get out. So it's just, it's just those things you got to, you know, be be conscious of, you know, that that could possibly happen. Um, at least, you know, you can, you know, you can pay for it and, and get your money back if you haven't planned for that kind of expense. Uh, but the other insurance that I have uh, is gadget cover. So international gadget cover. So all my devices, uh, and I had a problem with my, my Windows device, which they had to replace the motherboard. That's all covered. Um, they have a local agent that comes and fixes it for you. Otherwise you spend a lot of time trying to find someone to fix it for you. Um, which which can be frustrating, especially. I mean, it's easy for me here because I know the country. But but if you're in Croatia, for example, where I had to have something fixed, you know, you, you've got to find someone to help you to find someone to help you, if that makes any sense. Um, so yeah, it's just those, those sort of things. And and I do pack a spare device as well. Uh, I find that also helps. Um, so as I've had my iPad now, bought a second device here. Uh, if you're going to be away, be away for a long time, you know, say two, three months, then have a spare device. And what do you do for like international calls and messaging? So I took out a, a quite a nice contract with Vodafone. Uh, it's called the Global Global Roaming Plus. Um, so I pay the same amounts every month, um, and I can roam in 164 countries. Uh, for the same price, so I get twenty five gigs. Countries. It's it. Oh, that's the target. Um, so I get um, you know quite a good deal with them, where I can uh, use twenty five gigs with the data. Uh, all my all my calls back to the UK are free. Um, I can also call here in South Africa for some reason, which which wasn't the case last year. So they've definitely changed something there, um, and then. Uh, obviously, I'm contactable uh, from here as well, um, which works out quite well because um, if you try to get, a, you know, if I'm paying for a local card, then that can be quite expensive um, as well. But but I've just taken out a very simple contract here just to have a local number. Um, 
and uh, yeah, it works. It works quite well. So we have um, my wife's on the same contract, so she is also contactable. We spend most of our time on data. I mean, nowadays you do most of your calls on WhatsApp uh, anyway, or, or FaceTime. Um, so actually, the dialing and sending text messages is not a big deal because um, most messaging is on a messaging platform or a, or a calling platform. Uh, so that works really well. Um, and then, you know, fortunately, the world has matured now because of COVID. You know, everywhere we go, there's good Wi-Fi um, as opposed to mediocre Wi-Fi. So that, that's another thing to think. And I, and I do use a VPN. So from a security point of view, anytime I connect to Wi-Fi that I don't know, um, that's got a, a VPN connection that switches on straight away. Uh, and I use a product called Windscribe for that. Um, so everything's secured uh, as much as we can secure it. Um, you know, using you know again using multi-factor authentication. I've also got privacy screens for my screens and my devices. Um, so if I do have to do like uh, you know contract review or, or banking or something like that in a, in a coffee shop, um, which I haven't done for a long time, let's be fair, most of us on a phone app. Um, I've got a privacy screen uh, and it's going through a VPN. So those are the things that you you know almost the basics you've got to have. Um, complex passwords. So using a password manager would be another tool that I recommend if, if people don't have those. Um, so yeah, that's those are, my, yeah. my kit. Yeah. Those are really good tools to have, especially if you're in, you know, if you like to work from those public coffee shops or any of those co-working spots, um, anytime you connect to that open Wi-Fi, use a VPN. Um, yeah. And I, and I did a course a couple of years ago where we, you were taught how to use stuff like Windscribe. I would describe uh, Wireshark, um, which gives, which is your, it, it's monitoring the, the packets of network traffic. Um, and I sat and I, and I actually went and sat at a coffee shop and basically had a look around to see what was going on that network. And you can see so much stuff um, without even trying. Um, and then once you know what you're looking for, you can do a lot of stuff without even trying. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I definitely recommend that as a, as a basic. What about, um, you know, other tools I'm thinking maybe some of those, uh, you know, subscriptions, whether that's streaming or music, have you run into any weirdnesses cross borders with those? Yes and no. Um, so Netflix uh, is a good one. Um, what I find with that is it works, but your content is very different. Um, and sometimes it works for your better, and sometimes it works for your worse. So, you know, series that I'm trying to watch in the UK, I can't find, but I can watch it here in South Africa because it's the licenses have worked that way. So that's quite a nice one. Um, Amazon Prime works kind of the other way. They show you all the stuff you could be watching, but then you can't watch any of it. Um, because it's obviously licensed to the UK. Um, things like Spotify and YouTube music and all that just works. Um, you don't really have many problems. The Apple music just works. Uh, I think they've got the licensing right in that sense. Um, so generally speaking, most things work. It's just when it becomes geographically limited. Um, we don't have a lot of subscriptions beyond those ones that I've mentioned. So we don't really see problems. I mean, I've, I bring my Alexas with me. So those are all plugged in wherever we go. So we always have that. And I just update mm. the address, um, which I quite like because, you know, if I want to know the weather, you know, it's still my habit to ask Alexa what the weather is. Mm. Um, you know, so those things work fine. Um, 
the rest of it is pretty, yeah, I can't do anything else to be honest. Everything else is pretty straight, pretty much digitally um, flexible, so we say. That's good. Yeah, I think as long as you're not going somewhere where the the content or the internet is, is censored in a way where you can't access them or you don't have the Wi-Fi strength to do that, then you're probably pretty good. Yeah, that's that's the biggest thing is, and you know, you know, we've rented this house, we put fiber in. Um, when we rented the place in Croatia, we made sure there was good internet, um, not just for me to work, uh, but also for the kids. Um, you know, you need them if you need to distract them. Sometimes you don't. I don't like them playing with iPads. Uh, I prefer they stare at a TV screen because usually what happens with a TV screen, they get bored mm. and they go and play with and they go and play with something. Whereas when they're holding an iPad, they're holding the iPad, so that almost creates this bond. Um, so, so there's that aspect to it. Um, yeah, so that's part of my, my checklist. And then the other thing is we like to walk a lot, so we're always looking for places where we stay that there's a, there's a place to go and walk um, so we can see what's going on. That's great, and those are some... Some good technology considerations. I do need to drop for my next yeah, no call. But cool. Good catching up this morning. Afternoon you for you. Yeah. <laughs> Happy early cool. birthday. Thanks, Heather. Well, we'll chat on, on Monday, I'm sure. Okay. Perfect. Cool. All right. Have a good weekend. You Cheers too. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Heather Bicknell is our producer and editor. Thank you, Heather, for your hard work on this episode. Please subscribe to the series and rate us on iTunes or the Google Play Store. Follow us on Twitter at the DWW Podcast. The show notes and transcripts will be available on the website, www.digitalworkspace.works. Please also visit our website, www.digitalworkspace.works, and subscribe to our newsletter. And lastly, if you found this episode useful, please share with your friends or colleagues.